Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jimmy Scaffin's Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, February the 12th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today, we are talking about eight ways to be a better partner in 2021. But before I jump into today's episode, this podcast is brought to you by my homies over at Beam CBD. You guys already know this is the CBD product I take every single night. Uh, specifically, I've been taking the Dream product, which has a little bit of melatonin in there, uh, the Nano CBD, uh, magnesium as well. And I find I do get the most restful, restorative sleep. I don't wake up feeling hungover. I just basically sleep like a rock and I wake up and crush the next day. So if you guys are ever interested in checking out any of the Beam products, we can always get you 20% off with the discount code Jeremy Scott. And actually, they just started doing uh, subscriptions. So if you guys ever want to get like on the reoccurring stuff for them, if you like the CBD products, whether it be the tinctures, the balms, again, they have a, a handful of stuff uh, on the site. We actually can get you 35% off all subscriptions to the Beam site itself if you guys want to get hooked up with that again i tend to take the capsules uh, heather does the powder but we do like the salves and the tinctures and recently they launched uh, some clarity and some elevation products as well again there's no thc in them so it will not get you high you will not fail a drug test but i do feel it helps with things like inflammation and for me personally uh, the sleep quality i can't say enough about it so if you're interested you guys can always hit us up for the codes or we can send you actually a free uh, sample of three actually a three pack so three nights worth of the dream product you can try for free and then you guys can get hooked up with any discounts from there also the podcast is brought to you by my homies at athletic greens the one thing i take every single day if you guys were to only buy one supplement i would have to say it should be athletic greens it literally it's your all in one kind of encompassed vitamin supplement if you will you're talking 75 vitamins minerals and whole food sourced ingredients again it's friendly for basically every eating type and if you're somebody who struggles to eat enough vegetables you're going to get the antioxidant equivalent of 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies with one scoop of athletic greens it also has a probiotic in there and a digestive enzyme blend so if you're looking to improve a not just your gut health and digestion but your energy your immune system liver function um, hormone function even brain function, which Lord knows I need it today at almost 4 o'clock on a Friday. I would urge you guys to check out Athletic Greens. Right now, we can hook you up with a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. The site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott always. Or if you're somebody who's on the fence and you've heard me talk about it for, I don't know, 300 episodes or not, hit me up. We'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it. It's the best tasting greens on the planet by far. And again, that's why I take it every day. I don't ever dread it. It's just something I do. It's become second nature, like brushing my teeth. And even for me, uh, when I do eat a ton of raw vegetables, uh, I tend to become this disgusting fart monster and I'm bloated and I don't really like it. So I eat as many veggies as I can, you know, handle, but I do always supplement with the greens. It's a nice way to kind of cover the gaps in your nutrition. So if you guys want a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs, the site athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott or message us as soon as possible. and We'll send you a free pack right to your front door. Now, before I jump into the eight ways to be a better partner in 2021, I do want to share something uh, that Alan Cosgrove had posted on his Facebook about six hours ago. Now, I've shared a couple of things from him throughout the course of this year because he has obviously a unique uh, situation, uh, even worse than mine and a lot of you who are in the health and fitness space. 
are dealing with, but he's actually in LA County. And, uh, he wrote this as he's been going through, you know, probably the worst of it in terms of, you know, what gyms and the fitness industry has had to deal with during kind of the, the pandemic season of life. And he went on to write, and I quote, LA gyms have now been closed for 337 days. In my whole career, I've always been proud of looking at scientific research to guide our training programs. And while the same applies here, as COVID continues in LA County, we can clearly eliminate gyms as the reason. And I'm sure I'll get, you know, comments on here, like, and I quote, COVID would be higher in LA if gyms were open, end quote. After over 11 months of being closed, it's not only completely unfair, it's based on zero data and pure speculation and contradicts the data from other states. With guidelines in place, we can safely reopen. Gyms have been safely open all over the country as well as all over the world. In New York, they have data that showed only 0.06% of all COVID cases were traced to gyms. That is about a half of 1%, so almost minuscule. Similarly, in California, the reopening tier system is not based on science. The numbers are not established anywhere in scientific literature, nor are they used in any other state or any other country. For example, in a county of 11 million, there needs to be less than 100 cases per day to reopen gyms. As per the governor's words, there will never be a time when we can reopen fully. And for those who have asked, there is a legal case that is pending with the CA uh, Alliance. Unfortunately, it's a slow process in California, and the trial date isn't till June 7th. And Alan goes on to say he's torn about writing about this stuff because it's negative. And if you know him, obviously that's not who he is. But it seems, you know, at a time when they're talking about bailouts for restaurants and bars, that the fitness profession is like the forgotten industry. And I guess if the industry needs a spokesperson, he's obviously happy to be it. So um, he goes on to write just, you know, not like the government's going to listen to, you know, a fitness person's social media page, but he feels better uh, just venting and sharing that. And I wanted to throw it on here because obviously I have a big platform as well. And I do feel like uh, it's utterly ridiculous that he is owns a, a facility in L.A. County. And for 337 days, he's told he can't go to work and somehow he can't, you know, operate safely and efficiently yet. And I don't want to bag on the big box places, but the Costco's, the Target's, the Walmart's somehow can do it better and safer than he can, uh, which is insane and ridiculous. And so hopefully... Um, they get things figured out there in LA County, but I wanted to throw that out there because it is a really, I don't even know how that's sustainable, honestly, uh, at this point, the fact that he's still hanging on, um, just shows he really gives a shit about training people and helping them and wants to continue to do this as a, as a profession. Cause man, I don't know if I would have the same resilience 337 days in, uh, it's just, uh, that's a tough one to swallow, man. But I wanted to throw that out there just cause I thought it was, uh, important and for people to hear that sometimes still don't really understand the impacts all these things are still having on multiple industries, uh, including many, many small businesses as well. So with that said, we are talking about eight ways to be a better partner in 2021. Now this original piece we're going to play off of came uh, over at HuffPost and it's uh, Kelsey Borenson, I believe is her name. She's a therapist who kind of ran through a handful of these tips and Heather She's and I are a therapist. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> she wrote the article, but um, there's tips from therapists throughout the article. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Heather's here, everybody. Hello. She's been having a day, so <laughs> this will be fun. Here we are. 
Sorry to cut you off. Uh, you're been in a, you're in one of your moods right now, so we're gonna just wade through this best we can. <laughs> so happy to have you, Heather. I'm happy to be here. So what are we talking about? Relationships, because it's Valentine's Day weekend. Yes, it is. <laughs> here we are. Um, do you want me to start, or do you want to go? You can start. Uh, obviously, the past year has been a challenge. Obviously, for a lot of us. And uh, I think for a lot of people, it, it it just showed you who you're with, basically. And it either lets you know, like, you're, you're happy with the choice you, you made. Or it just it showed who they are. Um, it's put a strain on relationships, probably, for sure. Or tested people's patience and limits and to see, you know, how the humans they're in their home with react under stress and pressure and all the things that obviously surround that. I think we can probably all agree, right? Well, yeah, I think... It's been some of the most stressful times in our lives. Uh, if you've lost jobs or if you have sick loved ones, uh, financial struggles, isolation. I mean, it's kind of just the worst combination altogether that people are dealing with right now. Some more than others, but if it's definitely hard on and can be challenging on a relationship. I know it's been challenging for us too <laughs> we're not well, yeah. perfect no so. e- even our neighbors who are across the street like their jobs are you know basically unimpacted but even them like they're sick of it like they i don't think anybody likes this right season of life at all but uh basically basically i think it's good to reflect on 2020 and now that we are in a new year how can you kind of turn things around and be a better partner in this year compared to last year, I think is a really good question to ask yourself and ask your partner. Yeah. And there's obviously a ton of things that are, you know, beyond your control. And that's, that's no different any year, whether it be 2020, 2021, or 2030, there's always going to be stuff that you have absolutely no control over. Um, But how you react to that, obviously you do. Um, But you do have the power to make changes within yourself, which is, I think, the biggest key. And obviously, like within your relationship, if you guys are on the same page and kind of have a you know shared lifestyle, shared philosophy, and uh, and shared goals, so we're gonna kind of dig into you know how you can be a better partner uh, in the coming year. If you find yourself being uh, you know maybe a little bit of an asshole or less than uh, ideal in uh, 2020, which I think we all probably had our moments for sure. Mm-hmm. And some people weather the storm better than others. Some people are are comfortable in chaos. Obviously, you look across the board, some humans can handle way more stress than others. And some people, you know, maybe it was a, a good rude awakening uh, to have them see what was really important, what really matters. And if maybe you really want to be with the person you've been locked up with for a year. And maybe you're like, yep, I made the right choice. And maybe sometimes you're like, well, maybe not so much. So we're going to go one by one here. Uh, number one. Ask your partner what specific gestures would make them feel most loved right now. I guess know each other's love language is the notes that I'm reading right here. Which exactly. I don't I don't know all of them, but I knew I do know yours. So there's a book I read a while ago. I think it was early on in our marriage um, called The Five Love Language. And you can Google it, right? It's pretty I'm popular. I'm looking at a Mind Body Green article right now and... If you're not familiar with the five love language, I 
do think it's very helpful to know yourself and also what your partner's love language is because it really is telling and it kind of reveals a lot about um, how you interpret love and feel love and want love from your partner. So number one for the five love languages is words of affirmation. Um, and then number two is quality time. Number three is acts of services. And number four is gifts. And then number five is physical touch. So pretty self-explanatory. Um, I know you can take quizzes too. Like in this article, they have an online quiz that you can take as well. But it's very important to know your partner's love, love language. And it's just even better to know um, the particular demonstrations of love that means the most to them right now because it can kind of shift and um, depending on you know what you're going through in your life especially because there's preferences may evolve over time you know as you grow together um, and for example like Jeremy's love language is acts of service and so he definitely appreciates when I help him out with certain tasks more than others like before I was actually late, he wanted me to be here at what time? 3.15? I came at 3.40. Something like that. But the reason is because The excuse. I, the excuse is. But just tell me how great of a wife I am right now. So we... <laughs> and by the way, Heather's is words of affirmation if you didn't <laughs> grasp that already. Continue. Well, so I have Fridays off right now. I have a four-day work week. So I, um, we have the landscaper come like every other week. Or no, once a month right now. Once a yeah. month. So I've been taking it upon myself to mow the lawn, weed whack, which I, I've done for years, honestly. And um, But I'm just trying to keep up with the maintenance of the yard because I do have the time to do it. Um, and so, yeah, just so you know, I did that for <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the act of service. That's a great. And uh, But what are some other things? Like, I feel like if I... For example, we're looking at um, fixing our pool. So I called um, our friend that owns a pool company to get a quote. Like things like that you appreciate taking off your plate. Yeah, I don't do... Because you have so much going on. So little things like that that I can take over uh, really is helpful. Basically all that stuff. Like any of those things around... Like I don't do any of that. Like I don't contact... Like I don't know how to do any of the or like stuff anymore. Or like me coming up with a podcast topic so you can take that off your plate yeah no we both we both do it like hey if you're at the grocery store will you grab this or can you do this like yesterday i got you dinner like just little things and you can have multiple love languages but it's kind of like what's the most um most important because a lot of they're all they're all important in a relationship yeah but your yours is like not only the you would do the lawn but then i would have to come home and be like man the lawn looks but like i really want him to be like thank you so much i really appreciate it we're like i don't need the i don't care about the words so we are different what they suggest the therapists that um have contributed to this article is talk with your partner about more ways you both feel loved cared for and seen Uh, maybe more then your partner's action of washing the dishes, you feel especially relieved if they called the internet company to dispute a bill, like we mentioned. Um, any adulting tasks that you dread and to take off your plate can be very helpful. Um, what else? Make a list of acts of love you 
most like to receive and share them with one another, I think is very helpful. Because we've talked about this before, like early on in our relationship. Well, yeah, I'm just a big like cut to the chase. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do? Right. What do you, you just have to communicate? You have to communicate. There's nothing what's... wrong with that. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I don't know why people it's weird. Like you're intimate with this human being. Like, this is the most important person to you. They're in your foxhole. They're your Jordan, your Scotty, your Shaq, your Kobe, however you look at it. And yet you won't ask them and say basic things like, hey, when you do this, it really pisses me off and this sucks. Can you maybe try to do this? Or I would really appreciate if you did that. Like, I will do that until I'm dead And ask, what are your expectations? What's your expectations for a date night? What's What's your expectations for the upcoming holiday? Like, for example, Valentine's Day weekend. Again, I um, took the initiative to plan our Valentine's Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, do I want to, like, really go down this rabbit hole here? He's like, usually really good about getting me flowers. This... Getting a card is very important to me. Um, sometimes, I feel like majority of the time you're really good with giving, getting cards for me and flowers and, like, chocolates, but... Um... Uh, if it's gifts, like, I won forever. <laughs> like, I always get the best gifts. Way better than anything you ever can you are me. very thoughtful with your yes. gifts because like why do i need to buy you some clothes and you're like, really good about knowing exactly like what type of candy is my favorite you pay attention and you listen you're a really good listener so yeah. props to you but like i can't plan these things because you work in the industry well, and you're so much better at and we're it. doing this uh going down to near tucson at one of our resorts because obviously i still get um the hookup and the discount, the associate discount. So that's why um, we get to do those things a lot. And it really is helpful for a relationship, especially during this time is like, if you can do any sort of getaways, adventures, whether it's, you know, renting a cabin or staying at a resort, something like that uh, can really help get you out of the house and bond and just have something exciting to look forward to. Or just, we're just, grateful to live in like a resort destination. Like that's, we live in a vacation destination, so it's really easy for us. And I know it can be challenging depending on where you're living um, outside of Arizona. And, but again, you can always do an Airbnb or it a cabin, go camping. It can be even basic. Like mm-hmm. if you're, well, I don't know what the time. Or a day trip, just a day trip somewhere. Or if you guys are stuck, like, what is Minneapolis right now? It's like negative 15 degrees or something crazy. I know. That's um, awful. But for us, it's like simple stuff like, hey, let's just have a fire and just sit and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe music is on lightly, but we just sit there and talk and hang out. Like, I don't mind that. Like, it's just me, her, and the dog. Like, that's cool with me. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be fancy. I'm like, it's just basic. Yeah. Where you're not just, you're not on your phones. You're not on your computer. You're not like researching shit or like watching shows on tv it's just you're just hanging out changing your routine like and it's great to have a routine but during this time it can be so boring and so monotonous and so i get excited like you mentioned when you come home with firewood and you're like let's i'm gonna do a fire outside and we do dinner outside instead of um just like the normal sit on the couch or sometimes we sit actually at the dinner table Usually just when we're entertaining, but yes, we ne- we never. But there. switch it up. Think of ways that you can switch things up and talk about it with your partner um, to just get creative during this time. So number two, let's go number two. Once you know what your partner's looking for, help them out. Take some action, people. 
So maybe it's making sure that the back door is locked or the dogs have been let in um, or perhaps keeping track of how much half and half like creamer is left before you run out. Things like that. Remember that even though they're small, everyday gestures can go a really long way. Um, I know, what was it the other day that you got mad at me because it's like <laughs> something I always do that I say I'm going to change it was something with like you're bad you're bad with food and drinks at our house yeah like oh water you never buy water and i don't so our tap water is really bad and i don't understand typically it, we'll buy um gallons of water gallons of bottles water. of water yeah all the time and i'm here basically all day every day and so we have two refrigerators here and they're full of water all the time and I buy these giant 50 ounces and I bring with me. And I will buy gallons for the house too. But I almost, I'm not drinking them at home because I'm yeah. not home yet. I'm really bad I'll, about restocking. It's like you can't, it's weird though. You have this mental block where you can't buy water. You'll and buy everything else. You'll buy turmeric. You'll buy chicken sausage. <laughs> you'll buy like dark chocolate and no water. And then you'll come home and be like, Jeremy, there's no water here. And I'm like, dude, you work from home. You have a car. We can go. We have ten stores in two minutes. I'm working on it. It's like the craziest thing. And also, what you do, if we're going to talk about it, you will take supplements and you'll use the last supplement and then you'll put it back in the refrigerator. Like we have a jar of like fish oils, and she'll take the fish oil. She'll take the last one and then she'll put the empty one in there, like to catfish me. I don't know why that is. Okay. Do you want me to start on what irritates me about you? There's nothing. Like he leaves basically perfect his shoes throughout the house like in the hallway or in the kitchen in the family room to where you just like trip over them um you are disgusting with your bathroom here she goes done this. <laughs> first of all your toothbrush is way grosser than mine your toothbrush it looks like it's like a corroded battery mine is like brand new clean i will give you a compliment you're really good about we haven't done this in a while actually but what's that you would like surprise me with like my favorite almond milk latte from our local coffee shop echo in the morning like on a sunday you would bring it home but you haven't done that in a really long time well no because i leave and go and you're like dead asleep like you're not gonna move i gotta come back for that number three do what you say you're gonna do so we all keep your promises we all drop the ball this is like leading into what we're talking about but making an effort to be more reliable is key if you say you're going to call on your way home from work. Make sure you call. If you promise to pick up more dog food, do it. <laughs> and don't have to be reminded four or five times from your partner. So that's like what we were talking about. Just follow through with making your promises instead of um, just falling into bad habits and just being irritating. So being consistent and doing what you say can really go a long way. Um, use technology to your advantage by setting up reminders or alarms. Use FaceTime, Zoom, text. They're all good ways to connect during busy times. You've heard the saying, actions speak louder than words. Um, this rings true when it comes to relationships. So, I think for anything in life, and this is not just your relationship with your you know, husband or wife, your kids, your parents, uh, your coworkers, your friends, we call it, um, over deliver, you know, in under promise, but a lot of people do the opposite. They over promise what they can do and what they're going to do. And then they under deliver and they'll say, oh, I'll never do that again. And also don't speak in absolutes. I don't 
this is my take. Yeah. If you're having an argument with your husband or wife or anybody, don't say like you always do this or you never do that because it's 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 rarely ever true. Yeah. Like you never no no no. I I've gotten a lot better about that. Being more self-aware is really important. Well, and again, we're none of us are perfect. Like we all do things that are lazy or annoying or stupid or we all forget and you just can't be a hypocrite. And a lot of times in relationships, we are. We'll, we'll vilify the partner. We'll yell at them. Oh, I don't understand why you can't do this. I don't. And they probably feel the same way about you in, in 10 other arenas. So, like, I know what I'm really good at. And maybe Heather's not as great at that. But it's not fair for me to, like, you know, harass her because she's not good at the four things I am when I suck at 10 things that she's awesome at. So it's just having that understanding of, like, hey, you know, maybe there's some shit that they do. That's not ideal, but hey, I love them anyway. And, you know, maybe they're dealing with my shit. And that's kind of what this is. It's like you're dealing with each other's crap through your whole life. And acknowledge, like, when you do see your partner trying to make some effort and change those, like, bad habits, like, acknowledge and let them know, like, hey, I recognize that you um, have gotten better about not yelling at me when um, I left out, you know, 10 different dishes again. Well, yeah, and, it's, and you ask politely, can you please help me instead of yelling like I typically do? Where well, I'm like, it's the way if I'm stressed out, I'll fixate on everything that's like a mess in the house. If I'm stressed out with work or whatever it is, and then I'll like lash out and be like, why can't you clean up the house? And da, 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 and just it just escalates. So I've tried to really work on that. Well, it's like your partner isn't doing stuff to piss you off. They're not doing things to make you mad. I, and I don't, and if they are, you should divorce them and leave them because that's just, there's nothing you can do to fix it. So I don't generally believe people like, I don't sit out and say, Hey, I'm going to leave my shoes here. Like I was tired. I was in a rush, whatever. I got lazy and I just left them. That's the reality of it. Like I didn't do it and said, you know what? Heather's sleeping. When she wakes up, she's going to see these shoes and be super pissed. Like, that's not my agenda. And I don't think that's your husband or wife's agenda either. So just know that. Like, we're not trying. This is the person. This is the only person on your team. Like, it's you two versus basically the world. So, like, they're not doing things to try to sabotage you or piss you off. It's just, it's a character flaw. Like, when you leave your 10 million Power Crunch bar packages opened right by your bed for some reason you eat those in bed and then you like literally have like 10 wrappers just yeah on the floor 100 percent. but it's like when i like how can why can't you just walk over and put them in the garbage but it's no different than like you leave a cup of coffee in the bathroom yeah. Like you have okay. a cup of coffee in the I'm bathroom. Sure people don't want to hear us just like go back and forth. <laughs> but it's, but again, here's my point. I don't harass you about that. I see it in there. I'll just take it. I'll put it in the sink. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. all good. Like we all have our stuff is the point. And so it's like, you can talk with your partner, probably not on a podcast, listened to by thousands and thousands of people over the world, but you can do it in the privacy <laughs> of your own home and tell them like, Hey, you do, you're, you're a slob. But the reality is we're both very like, organized motivated clean people but we can be lazy too yeah there's things that we just deep you can't, down you can't do it all so something's gonna fall through the cracks at times and that's okay but like if overall if you can be a little bit more balanced um depending on what you have going on deep down we're all just children mm-hmm. we manifest that we have all the same needs we manifest it just differently we, we might not cry and scream some of you might 
Um, I tend not to do that. Or we get hangry and pissed and we become assholes. We just, we manifest these same feelings, yet we're the same as we were when we were 10. We just happen to be playing adult now. At least that's how I feel about it. For sure. And there's just things your partner is going to be better at than you and vice versa. And that's why you're a team, though. You don't have to both be perfect at the same stuff. I don't think that would be a, a fun place to be if it was. Number four, carve out time for your own self-care. So I know this is really challenging for parents. Um, I find this really easy because I'm not a parent right now. I just, I have more time, obviously. So I make it a huge um, priority for me to have my own independence and my own time away from Jeremy because I need it to like re-energize myself and it's just so healthy for your relationship so whether it's like even if it's like calling a friend or if you're a busy mom or dad and it's just taking a walk or a bike ride by yourself or reading a book for a little bit or just sitting in silence like it can go a long way and you can kind of regroup um, and if you're stressed out, you can calm yourself down and you just get in a better headspace and then you'll be a better version of yourself for your partner in your relationship. And we make, we do a really good job of like, Jeremy typically will do like a guy's night watching like the fights, um, or something like that sports. And then I'll do like a girl's adventure or a girl's night, something like that. And we try to do that like once a month right now. I mean, with everything going on, it's been more challenging to be social, uh, this past year, but that's so important for our own relationship. And really, if you don't fill your own cup, it's pretty much impossible to be present and patient and giving to your partner. So it's just a huge priority that you have to carve out and make sure it's happening Take time for yourself. Focus on restoration so you can show up in your relationship. Um, and, and it's okay to say no to stuff. Mm-hmm. You, I'm not a, I don't have the FOMO, the fear of missing out. I suffer from that 0%. Some people do. Um, but I know if I, it's just weird. I don't get it. You've, yeah, I've never been like that. And I just don't care. Like, I used to really struggle with it. And now I've gotten so much better. I think age helps too. Well, you just understand like everything's not for you. And you can't do it all. No, because you're just you're stretched too thin. Mm-hmm. All of us, as talented as people may be, there's only so much bandwidth. And I'm, I just know, hey, I need to take a night to just chill, be by myself, or hang out, or I have to do this or whatever activity. And the same for us. Like, I don't know how anyone else's relationship is. I don't want to do everything with her. Like, and that's not a knock against you. And I don't want him to. I just don't. Like, I don't want you to. Hey, come watch the watch the UFC with me and Nick and Dale. Like, and Dave. Like, you don't want to be part of that. No. It's a bunch <laughs> of dudes. Like, I feel like I'm wasting my own time. And the same thing where it's like, if you you and Lindsay or you and Ashley can go snowboarding and you guys really love it and it's fun yeah. and you can hang out, why drag me to do it when I have to? F- I'm terrible at faking it anyway. Yeah. So it's like. I'm not going to put that on you and you're not going to put on me. And when you're gone doing that, I don't need you to call me. I don't need you to text me. I need you to just go just do your thing and have fun. And we've just had that as part of our relationship from really the beginning. Um, that was just like an understanding. But I also think it's just like our personalities. But yeah, definitely work on that because it's much needed and it really can help. And just, I guess I'm the type of person like I just am not... Like, is it codependent? Or? Yes, you yeah. are. You are not. Well, <laughs> and somebody asked me that question too. I don't want to get like super off track here, um, but they asked, well, "What was it on my Instagram?" 
he said, did you learn anything new about each other during uh, like the quarantine, the pandemic, all that stuff? I don't know if it's necessarily anything, anything new. It just like solidified the things I already knew about you anyway, where you like having the making the same like, well, maybe, you know, I wouldn't work. Like I knew that would never work for you. No matter the scenario, whatever it is, you are so anti like having me provide everything and do everything and you just be at home. Like you hate that more than anything. Like you have to have your own process, make your own money, do your own thing, even though it's all ours together. Yeah. You just need that so much. Yeah. And like, I've always known that and you probably did too. But if that didn't paint a clear picture this year, like, I don't know when it did. Cause you like, you hate it. Like being at home. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I didn't work for like six months straight. So I was literally going crazy. I mean, I would help you would keep me busy, which I was so thankful for. But you still feel like you need to do, but I feel like I wasn't contrib- contributing. Like I, I wasn't like I used, usually am and it was out of my control and I just could not, could not just accept it. It just like, it's still, it's like really bothering me. And that's part of like your, I don't want to even call it self care, but it's just part of your identity. Like, that's who you are. Like, yeah. you, and it's not a selfish thing. Like, you just have to have your own thing. And that's like, this year is more evident probably now than ever. I'm like, okay, she really does because she wouldn't do well in this. And everybody's built different. Some people are cool with it. Some people can, but you like your independence even in that way. And maybe that's just us as individuals. But I do think that's part of like your process or your self care. Like, even me going to work is part of me taking care of myself. I feel productive. I feel motivated, I feel inspired, and I feel like, okay, I put in a good day's work, and I can feel good about myself and my life moving forward. Number, number five, let go of the small stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, this whole pandemic situation has, I would hope that most people understand that this has shown really the difference between the small stuff and the big stuff and really what's important in life. Um but also, like we're saying, it really can be hard on, on a relationship. And if you're noticing that you're getting really irritable about your partners, like annoying you a lot, you're not alone. Um, living, basically, you're having some of us, depending on where you're living. And if you're still in like a state that's shut down, you're 24 seven, if you're working from home together, suffocating, you're constantly together. And so it's new for a lot of, especially in America, because we're so used to working like crazy and, and not being home a lot and really just seeing each other on the weekends for the most part, the average American, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, obviously like with your, the, those, and obviously I've, I work with people here every single week. We see, you know, tons of people every day. The ones where maybe the husband's at home now and the mom is forced to be at home too. And then they have some kids at home. It just becomes a lot for them, like where their kids need the social interaction, but they also do as well because because of that, they've become the teacher uh, in some instances where, you know, we've had parents here, well, my kids can't go to school this week because whatever. So I'm going to have to miss coming to the gym. Then they're stuck there. And then the husband's stuck at home. And you're and like then, shifting roles and you're trying to all make it work. And you're trapped in the same environment where all of a sudden you're starting to notice all the little things Yeah. that maybe normally wouldn't even have mattered to you, but it's just, it's compounding. 
And it's making it hard to just enjoy your time together, like this quality time that you never really get. Um, it just makes it difficult. So you just got to work at it and, and carve out time to like separate yourself and plan those, whether it's like a date night or an activity that you can do and share together and hobbies that even if it's a new hobby that you can do and try together, it's very important. Um, but you have to you have to make that extra effort because it's even more challenging right now. Well, yeah, and if all the stuff you went through over the past year, um, obviously as a country and then as a couple, I'm sure, and, you know, just collectively, all the, the shit we've had to kind of chew on, why are we worrying about these little things? Mm -hmm. And you can ask your partner to be better for sure, but if you notice something like, you know, maybe you just pick up the slack. Maybe you do a little bit extra and maybe the next time they do like, there's no need to sit and get in a screaming match about these little things that aren't going to matter. Their example as the coffee cup left out that you mentioned. You do it all the time, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, like what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. There's just, there's so many things that we all do all the time that mess with the other person's process or system, but I'm not going to sit and scream at you for it. Otherwise, like I would have to be perfect every day and I have no interest in trying to be perfect all the time. It's just, it's not realistic for anybody. And it's trying to just like take a step back when you're feeling frustrated or irritated, annoyed. And remember, gosh, life goes by so fast. Like think of how fast the years, if, you're, if you've been together or married for several years, how fast it goes. And you have to really think about what's truly important and realize that life could be can change in a in a second so try to make the best of the time that you have the the more together time that you have right now. well yeah and you would be so sad and so like heartbroken and depressed and you'd regret it if the person you're arguing with about you know their clothes being left out or like coffee cups laying around or not you know locking the door or whatever it is and if that person was dead tomorrow, like something serious happened and you'd be like, then you would regret all that time you wasted that precious time. So, and, and biting their head off because of it, you literally would be like, I wish they were still here so they could leave their clothes mm -hmm. lay on the floor. Like we just, we tend to, you know, make mountains out of molehills and we don't need to, especially in a trying time where there's extra stress and extra things going on. Just try to be the more thoughtful patient, kinder person. And going back to the, the other point, I don't want to get too off topic. The way that you say things and the way that you ask things at your house makes a huge difference. Like not coming in with your tone being loud, not, you know, in your fighter stance, not screaming, not accusing somebody, but just politely asking, hey, next time do you think you could do this in a very calm not a patronizing, you know, asshole kind of way, but just a very calm, nice asking tone. Like you would do when you were first dating, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes pretend like you're still the first three months and maybe not year 10 of being married. I think that can go a long way with people. It's like, I agree. Hey, could you maybe take out the trash? Oh, sure. I'm happy to do it. Instead of like, why didn't you take out the trash in like this negative condescending, like, you know, accusatory tone. Nobody wants to hear that. You wouldn't do that with your coworkers. You wouldn't do it to your friends. So why do it to the person who's closest to you? Which is really strange because we tend to be the meanest to the people we're the closest with. Maybe because we feel comfortable, but it's a really bad habit to be in. 
And so I'm just a fan of like, if you can do it in a calm, polite way and an asking tone, as opposed to the, again, accusing tone, I think it can change the game for a lot of people. For sure. Number six, turn off distractions, communicate and find out how to have fun together and embrace the moment, even if it is just a hot dumpster fire like the last year was for basically all of us. So they're saying, obviously, you've spent more time under the same roof this past year, but it doesn't necessarily mean you logged more quality time like we mentioned. So maybe you're sitting on the couch for hours every evening, and this is like a bad habit that you're just like constantly just watching Netflix, mindlessly scrolling on your phone, um, or answering emails on your laptop of all hours of the night, but rarely do you take the quiet moment to connect. And so... Just be aware of this. I know uh, we call each other out. Like Jeremy will be like, stop like scrolling or put your phone away. And so we try to like put our phones in the kitchen when we um, have dinner. And then when we sit on the couch and connect each day and talk about how was your day and and try to, um, before we like get into watching like a show together or show, show separately, we try to just put on some something easy in the on the TV like in the background and so we can have those conversations and connect or we go out by the fire something like that by the pool and we can just really communicate and talk without any disruption I do think the phones are they're a great tool don't get me wrong like it's changed the scope of my business and life and everything and it's it's a gift and technology is amazing but it can also be one of the worst things for your relationship and the ultimate just time waster in all reality. And I would say if you can keep it in a different room away from you when you're with somebody having a conversation, it's the safest thing because before you know it, you're down the YouTube, you know, rabbit hole, you're in the, you know, the Instagram vortex or people are texting you and you're applying to the text, you're on these group threads and all of a sudden you're ignoring the person who's two feet from you. And that's the most important person that you need to be talking to and paying attention to. And yet, all of us are guilty at it um, at some point. But I really do try to keep those things out of, you know, what we're doing. Especially uh, when you are at home and you're in your normal kind of everyday routine, depending on, you know, obviously how much of our business and our life is on social media with what we do. I try to, when I'm done with it, I'm done with it. I try to treat, you know, work as work. And when I log off for the day, my computer's shut. My phone's off. You know, I might snap one or two things at home just to share with you guys, like maybe on Instagram. But otherwise, you notice my phone will go dark for like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hours, 10 hours in a row, because that's my time where I have to focus on the people who I'm in front of, not, you know, the people watching and listening all over the world. What matters is what's going on, like in your house. And if you can unplug from that, like, it's when you can really hear and listen and like, you know, we call it being present where you're at, as opposed to like you're in a room with people, but if you're all staring at screens, what does it matter if you're all in the same room? Yeah, that's a huge one to focus on. And then make more time to slow down, really ask your partner, um, watch out for going or speeding through the motions, turn off the TV, get off your phones. Like we mentioned, if you aren't sure what to say and it's kind of awkward, like maybe you got into such a bad habit of not really communicating that you just don't know how to really have a conversation. Um, there's a lot of great books like conversation starter books 
out there and even well Jeremy got me one for my birthday he got me quizzes for couples and so we brought it to Sedona when we stayed at one of those cabins it sucks don't go there (laughs) and um it was really fun because the cabin that we rented Forest Houses Resort they don't have tvs or um, internet internet and so it really forces you to just hang out together and talk and so we brought this couple's quiz book for um which i got you for your birthday again mm -hmm. winning with the gifts did a great job Mm -hmm. to sit by the fire have some wine and do this quiz and so for example the questions are like this title for this chapter it's when you know you know so what are your partner's three best personality traits so it'd be like it's partner a's turn to answer and we didn't write them in we just talk said them out loud or we would guess each other's answer some of them are hard yeah like name one of the stresses your partner's facing right now what's one thing your partner is most proud of when was the last time your partner cried and then there's one today <laughs> yeah no that's <laughs> <laughs> we're not sharing these I've been very emotional um it's been a roller coaster of a year okay I'm gonna stop saying that I know mm-hmm. let's and then this chapter is called let's talk about it what are three things your partner loves talking about with you what are three things does your partner like most about you what one of your partner's biggest pet peeves is so there's like a ton of questions I mean this book is like 100 pages and it just creates a good healthy dialogue and it's if you you learn a lot about each other yeah and you'll you'll have fun doing it you'll have some laughs for sure but then you also probably come to some questions where you have to face the reality of things of oh you know maybe we could do this better and it Mm -hmm. just it it forces you to just to go there and a lot of people tend not to do that on their own deep conversation like this section how well do you really know each other What's your partner's top three priorities or goals? In this one, what's your partner's love language? Um, And then there's like super simple, like what's your favorite animal? What's your favorite season? What is your favorite animal? You know that. A dog? Yeah. What if it's not a dog? Would it be a horse? Yes. A goat? A llama? You like the the farm animals. Yes. (laughs) So... Quizzes for couples, you can find it on Amazon. And number seven, practice being a better listener, but put yourself in your partner's shoes to really understand what they're going through. I think that's really been, it's always important, but especially during these hard times, depending on what you're going through with everything. Um, Sometimes when your partner is speaking, your mind can be elsewhere. And so really try to be aware of how you're, reacting and if you're thinking about something maybe you're like gosh I have to have a deadline for work tomorrow I have an errand I need to run I need to pick up the kids and you're just distracted really try to um, stop formulate a really good response and be there for your partner and so they feel like you actually are listening and caring and care about them because that is the whole point of (laughs) being in a relationship is that you really have that team member on your side. Um, one of the most valuable things you can do for your partner is to communicate your, to them that you tr- you're truly heard and um, instead of feeling like they just, it goes in one ear and out the other and 
I feel like we've done a great, naturally, I think you and I are good listeners. We're not perfect at this, but I feel like it kind of comes more easily for us because that's just one of our gifts, I guess. Uh, Being good listeners. I don't like to talk that much, so it's easy to listen (laughs) um, than just run my mouth. But I think the big thing with this is put your phone away. Uh, Don't be doing four other things. Don't talk through eight different rooms. Just, Just be there with them and have a conversation. And this goes for everything. It can be the little daily stuff that you guys deal with or what your goals are, you know, big problem solving, you know, but do it together and for your life. Like, Hey, what, and I, again, we, I could talk about society and how we uh, tend to place importance on what I think sometimes are the wrong things. And that's me judging obviously, but I have my own goals and my own process of what I want my life to look like and and how it's unfolded and where it's going to go. And no one can tell the future, but we have conversations about that. Like, I don't ever say, hey, you know, what kind of car do you want to drive or house do you want to live in or, you know, how much money do you have to make or what kind of, you know, career is it? I'm like, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want your life happiness to be like? And, and having a, that conversation like, hey, what do you think you want to be doing in two years and three years and five years? And that might never come to fruition. And what I mean by that is not doing like just a job as a task, but like, what do you want your daily life to be? Like, what do you really value as an individual and as a couple? And you have those conversations like, well, I value, you know, my health. I value my personal time. I value my family. I value my friends. Like these things that sometimes you get in a relationship with somebody at a certain, and that's, this is just me off the cuff. Uh, wait, if you're 22 years old, my advice would be just wait before you get married, dude. I agree. Like, <laughs> you don't know shit. You and don't know yourself at all. I don't know anything today, and I sure as hell didn't know anything 15 years ago. But from like 22 to 32, that is like a huge gap. And you're a different human. Huge growing phase. Yeah. And so just when you're thinking of these things and having these conversations, like just you do it together because what happens is after two years and three years and five years and ten years, you might have now different ideas of what you want your lives to look like what you want your futures to look like. You know, one person might want to do X, the other person wants to do Y. It's important you have that dialogue to say, okay, well, here's what's aligned and here what's is what's not aligned and how can we all get on the same page moving forward? Because here's what you need to be happy. Here's what mm-hmm. I need to be happy. And here's what we need together, you know, to be happy and to stay, mm-hmm. you know, a unit, if you will. And I feel like we always set time aside to set our own personal goals like that as in our relationship, usually in the beginning of the year. I mean, I'm very transparent. I mean, throughout the year, but yeah, I feel like because of the 47 day transformation, we talk about relationships One is one of the categories um, for the goal setting, like workbook sections. So we tend to, to revisit it during those transformation groups. Well, yeah, and we do these podcasts, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of personal development stuff, like, yeah. consistently, which a lot of other people don't, which I think that's a huge... It's helped us a lot, and I highly suggest doing it. Yeah, because you Going have... to different... Um, when you can. Yeah, yeah, conferences. Why can't I think of it? Smart. Um, smart conference. That's uh, what we attended. Yeah, I mean, and I've been the to... the Retired Inspired, we went together... And you've been to others on your own, like across mm-hmm. the board. I'm a fan of everything. Anything, I would tell you I need to try anything once. Like this is no knock on Tony Robbins. Like I got a free ticket to like 
Unleash the Power Within. Learn some stuff there is, is different for sure. I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, do I think it's worth like the 5,000 bucks, whatever it was? Like I wouldn't have paid that personally. Uh, but again, you could probably go cheaper than that. I'm just a fan of different things where it pulls you. Now, I'm not saying out of your comfort zone, but it just presents you with different people, a different environment and different information that either maybe it is for you or it's not for you. But at least you tried it and said, well, you know what? Anything I ever invest in, whether it's educational books or resources or conferences or mastermind groups, whatever, I'm like, well, if I pay 500 bucks for it, can I at least pull one good idea out of this? And usually the answer is yes, if you're looking hard enough. And, and sometimes, even if it's a terrible thing you're reading or you invested in, it might be like, hey, here's what not to do. Here's how not to talk to your husband. Here's how not to talk to your wife. Here's what you don't want to be like. And so there's a learning opportunity in almost everything. And that's obviously um, helped us a ton. But it's just being open-minded and listening to your partner and what you guys are trying to do, you know, as individuals and yeah. obviously you know, as a team. And just understanding that relationships, marriage, it's always going to require effort. It's never going to be, yes, some seasons are going to be easier than others and others are going to be really, they're going to challenge you. Um, but learn from it, grow from it and just realize like, it's just always going to be work. And that's, um, it's just, it can't be perfect, you know, no, and, and perfect's it, boring. And I don't mean like it's like work to be with a person. And people sometimes say like, well, why would I want to be married or be in a relationship that's work? I don't mean it like it's work to it's be. It's rewarding work. I don't even mean it like it's, it's work to be married. I mean, life is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you're going to react to this year versus last year. And you don't know how I'm going to react to this. Or if, hey, they call me tomorrow and said, hey, uh, Jeremy, uh, you know, this person died. How am I going to be affected by that? And how is that going to change my demeanor and my attitude, my outlook on life? And the same thing for you. Like you don't, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't know how you react when, you know, your dog dies or when a grandparent dies or a parent dies, or if, if they do suffer a job loss or they, <laughs> yeah. they, we, we kind of had the combination now that I'm thinking about it, that we went through last year, we had d family death. We had, um, not to be depressing job loss for me. Um, we had business shut down, basically, like no control. Um, what else? We had isolation from our families that because we don't live in the same state as our families. Well, now we have our my in-laws moved here um, during the pandemic, so that was exciting. But your, your dog tears his ACL. Like yeah, there's there's, there's just, all these little and, and like things that add there's up. There's so much. It could be so much worse. But it uh, it challenged us, and we've I've learned so much from last year and what I don't want to repeat in 2021 for sure. No, and, so, and the and point, I think it's brought us closer together. Sorry to cut you off. No, it, it's true. But the point is, like, you never know how your partner will react to something until you actually. Go through, Go through it. it together. And that's why I say you always have to communicate. And my advice for anybody who's younger, if you're listening and you're like dating or you're thinking about it, um, we always would joke about this before, when you can travel um, and you can go out of the country, leave the country with this yeah. person for like 10 days. Oh, I was just thinking about that, like, because that was our um, anniversary tradition is we'd always take, it start, started with our honeymoon and we've been married, what, six years now? I think so. <laughs> seven. Well, this will be seven. Yeah. And yeah. so we would take a trip, anniversary trip, around our 
anniversary date. So usually in the month of September and, um, I miss it so bad. So I'm hoping we can do that. We should, we can do it September. We're doing it. 2021. Yeah, I just need like, I just can't be <laughs> stuck somewhere for two weeks, man. I know. Like, I mean, after vacation, like, Oh, by the way, here's your, um, COVID test, whether it's like a positive or false positive, like, and you're stuck here for two more weeks. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. It has has to be. The point I'm driving at is if you are thinking about being with somebody, you got to like, you got to go in the foxhole with them. And if you do travel out of the country, get out of your comfort zone, your luggage might get lost. Mm -hmm. You'll be hot, hangry, tired. There's a language barrier. Um, You're not going to see them with makeup on. They're going to be farting and they're gross. And like, (laughs) you're going to get this real person. And it's like, that's the person you marry, though. And I would say it with anybody, when you're with somebody, it's not Heather you hear on the podcast or see on an Instagram video or us out at a dinner somewhere. It's Heather on a random Wednesday when 19 things have went wrong and she's about to, like, you know, stab me in the face. Like, that's who that's who I'm married to. And the same thing for me. It's not me talking on here, you know, saying something inspirational or, like, working on a video. It's me after I've worked 100 hours in the week. And I'm exhausted and I'm tired and, and I don't want to... have nothing left to give. No. Mm-hmm. And I got my clothes laying on the floor and I don't even want to move. Like, that's who she's married to. So my point is, if you can handle that person, then I think you're going to be okay. And just... Right. And you just have to talk about your feelings together all the time. Like, if don't let something that's bothering you fester and keeping it... Holding it inside is just going to lead to major problems later on in your relationships so. and we never do that no like, we i don't always talk about it this is the last one i'm gonna get to this say thank you more than just via texting really communicate with your partner how grateful you are and show appreciation excuse me appreciation through your actions before that when we have arguments she might sometimes want to run away i don't do that like literally <laughs> yeah. right there i don't care she'll walk I'll in like run in a different room she'll go in the other room the and close the door i'm like i have no time for this i'm like I'll... i've gotten better about it though you have yeah i mean i'll i mean i've never had to like kick the door down and break it but i for surely would because i'm like i'm not gonna sit here and waste i'm not gonna leave waste three hours like thinking about this i'm not gonna go to sleep angry nothing we're arguing about is that important mostly it's ridiculous stupid stuff that means nothing in the big picture it got blown out of proportion because you were mad about something else or I was irritated about something and it turned into this bullshit thing. So if we have a disagreement, literally on the spot, kiss and make up, we figure it out Yeah. within 20 minutes. Like it's, that would be my advice to anybody. Don't go to sleep angry if you can help it. And I know all things can't be resolved, you know, within a five minute conversation, but if you can come to some kind of common ground and move forward. You're going to be so much better off for it. Yeah. Be extremely honest with each other about every part of your relationship, including, I know they don't touch on it, but like intimacy and like you have to like talk about it and plan it and organize it. And sometimes it's not always going to be spontaneous, especially during these stressful times. So like you just have to work. Get it in where you can fit it in. Well, you just have to work on being romantic and that's why I'm taking us away tomorrow or if you're like me and you're just naturally romantic i mean oh, it just oozes out of your pores when you walk in the room it's like this aura i have mm, it's just, i don't think you're that romantic but... <sighs> here we go say thank you more than just texting really communicate with your partner how grateful you are what i'm grateful for you thanks <laughs> i'm grateful for you too so you might be in the habit of just exchanging, you know, kind of frequent, you know, thank yous um, just via text, which a lot of people do. 
Um, but how good are you about really saying it in person about, you know, um, showing somebody like when you are with them face to face, how much you appreciate them, embracing them, them, giving them a hug, kissing goodnight or whatever, writing them a letter, like a note, like a thank you note. Yeah. We're, I try to be good about that for the most part. Mm -hmm. The technology thing is an easy way to do it for a lot of people, but if you can just, Stop and saying, hey, man, thanks, I'm grateful for you. Or just appreciating them. It doesn't got to be even tasks. It's just like, hey, you've had a shitty year, 19 things that went wrong. I appreciate the way that you've handled it. It might not have been perfect, but, hey, you did it the best anybody could do. And it's tough for all of us. It's been a weird, strange season of life for sure. But just acknowledging them for even the littlest things uh, in any way you can does go a long way for people. Because the, sure. the worst thing you can feel when you're with somebody is like, feeling like they take you for granted mm -hmm. and it's just like again i don't need to be told i've done a great job i don't need that but i also like don't want to feel like it's not it's appreciated not never at recognized because mm -hmm. it's like you're just doing this effort and it's like it, it creates this rift between two humans and you just you should be best friends you really should and and treat each other that way and remind yourself that you are i hope you're each other's best friend if you're married well yeah and i don't or a life partner and even if you feel like you know you're doing more during this season than the other person or vice versa neither of you would be where you're at without them it's a team effort no matter what no matter how you think of the workload or splice it or split it like you're both in the boat together whether you like it or not at certain points and they're the only person that can help you kind of row it dude and you got to really realize that and be like hey man this is my this is my teammate, mm -hmm. and this is what I'm working with. And We're I doing can doing life together. <laughs> yeah, and you can either complain about it and, and bitch and whine about the things that aren't great about them, or you can tell them and say, "Hey, if you could improve on these things, awesome. And if you can't, then I'll try to be better in this area. If you can be better here, and then together, we'll all just be, you know, happier and we'll be progressing and growing. And that's the biggest thing is you can't just feel like you're sitting there stagnant. Yeah, it's you. You have to grow together and it's tough sometimes because one person might be leading and one person might be dragging but like and support each other push each other challenge each other i think can go a long way and kind of visualize what do you want your legacy as a couple to be and uh you know visualize sitting in rocking chairs when you're 80 years old holding hands and being like remember when or remember when we accomplished this together in our 30s or did this in our 40s and you can be proud of everything that you went through together, I think, is a good way to look at it, too. Yeah, maybe not holding hands, but... We're actually really bad at holding yeah, hands. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's just <laughs> weird and gross. I'm not a... Well, and his hands are so dry that I can't handle it. I'm like, put lotion on it. I do, but I lift so much, the calluses are disgusting. My hands are disgusting. They're man hands. We're good with hugging. <laughs> yeah, but not the hand holding. It's just weird. But anyway, the rest of it, yes, I agree. So those are the eight tips, eight ways to be a better partner. Hope you liked it and found it helpful. Yeah. And again, the biggest thing I think to take away, just communicate. And if you work on yourself and you try to be a good person and you listen and you're giving and you're honest, and if your partner can reciprocate, I think you guys will be, you won't kill each other that much, I can promise you. And if you enjoyed this episode, definitely share with a friend or family member, another couple that you might think that this would be helpful for them and we truly appreciate any feedback and reviews that you leave us too 
Yes. And a reminder, again, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. If you guys want to get hooked up with a subscription to Beam, we can get you 35% off and then 20% off forever after that. The code is just Jeremy Scott. The site is obviously beamtlc.com. Otherwise, we can send you guys a unique code. And I can actually hook you up with three free samples of the Dream product, which is the CBD uh, melatonin, the magnesium product I take every single night. Again, there's no THC in it, so you won't get high. But you will have a great night's sleep, and you can wake up feeling like a badass, and you can just conquer the world so we can always hook you up with a discount there and as always my homies at athletic greens it's the one supplement i take every single day and i would urge you guys to do the same especially if you struggle to eat at least five six servings of greens every single day and let's be honest i don't know a single person who does that unless you're like a vegan and that's all you do eat is vegetables but that's very few humans i know and even then i don't think you can get enough micronutrients in your diet it also has a probiotic in there and digestive enzymes so a you're going to feel better healthier cleaner bowel movements which we all want nobody wants to be a disgusting gross fart monster and if you're talking building up your immune system, it is ideal. And right now, if you want to try Athletic Greens, we'll give you a year's supply of vitamin D for an entire 12 months, which is crazy, and five free travel packs, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Or if you want to try a sample, I'll have Monica send a pack right to your front door. You can try it and then get hooked up with all the free stuff. My gift to you guys, I'm going to keep sending the free samples as long as humanly possible because I do believe it really does help you. So, again, if you guys happen to be on Apple Podcasts, Drop a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. Do not be a lazy ass. Just dropping a five-star and sending a message on there means the world to us. a long way. And selfishly, it helps us move up the rankings and we make money and we keep doing podcasts like this for you guys. So we are appreciative. Have an amazing Valentine's Day. Um, do something nice for your husband or wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, and just, just don't be an asshole, man. Just try to be a really good person. And if you got some sexy clothes, put them on. Oh, my God. Right? You're a dork. I would appreciate it. So, um, <laughs> until next time. I got time. you covered. Oh, I my know. gosh. We do good. So, um, until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.